What's up, everyone? Welcome back to In on the Joke. I'm your host, Ryan Paul Johnson, and I still can't play the harmonica. Thanks so much for coming back for another episode. This is episode six uh, of In on the Joke. Uh, this is a follow-up episode to the last episode. Um, calling this guy student number three. And then, uh, so this is writing session number two with student number three. Uh, we have some talk, we go through uh, the outline that I prepared for him uh, based on the conversations we had in that last, uh, in the very first interview we did, uh, which would be the last podcast if you, if you haven't listened to it. So I went through that with him and I didn't do a great job of reading the stories, but I think everyone, you'll get a, uh, a good understanding of what I'm going after uh, as you listen um, I kind of explain the jokes uh, as we go. Um, I think in future episodes, I'm trying to get everyone to to read their jokes first, and then we uh, we chop them up afterwards. But it all depends on what people come in with, uh, writing wise. So uh, again, thanks so much for coming back at me. Um, I'm in quarantine. You're probably in quarantine. Uh, maybe you're in quarantine and you're thinking about uh, becoming a stand-up comedian. When all this nonsense is over, um, I would love to be the person who helped you get that going, um, get that dream off the ground. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I would love to talk to you about getting you on the podcast. You know, uh, all right, check that out. So yeah, I would love to talk with you if you're interested in getting into stand-up comedy. Uh, that's what I'm here to do. I help people who are just getting started find. Uh, their first five minutes, and then in that, hopefully find uh, the kernel of their voice so they can go on, you can go on, and you can become a stand-up comedian just like you've always wanted to. Um, what this podcast is for and what I'm here for uh, is to get people from that uh, very first, I want to do stand-up, uh, open mic, uh, all the way down through, then you get your first book show. So once you get there, um, I'm done with it. You know, I just want to get you from from start to to booked, and then you're on your own. You know, then you're on there. But hopefully, you can take the lessons I'll teach you um, as far as writing go and finding your voice uh, to continue to create uh, the amplified version of yourself uh, that you become on on the stage. So, uh, thanks again for coming back. This is episode six of In on the Joke. I'm your host. I'm Ryan Paul Johnson. Uh, my website is my name. It's ryanpauljohnson.com. Um, you can get on there. I have a link to uh, the hour of stand-up comedy that I did last October. You can see that. I tell my story there. So if you're interested to find out more about me, it's basically all right there on my homepage. Um, yeah, all the information you need would be there. If you want to email me, contact me. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm at, at rx. PXJX, again, at RXPXJX. It's my initials, RPJ with X's after them, uh, right? Badoom. So uh, thanks for putting me in your ear holes, and I hope you enjoy this episode uh, of In on the Joke, um, episode number six. Come on. Um, Okay, okay, so like reading through them, through them all, I just want to kind of give you what I was thinking. Um, in general, I think you know this about yourself. Your delivery is like slow. You're pretty, uh, uh, you don't have like a lot of range up and down as far as emotional kind of thing goes, uh, which is fine. It's just like you, since it's like a thing you got to know about yourself. So it's like how you, uh, like how you present the jokes, I guess it's like deadpan. I've been told I'm pretty deadpan. Um, as far as my delivery goes, like I'm trying to, I don't know, I don't fluctuate a ton, but I do listening to it. I do fluctuate more than you. Um, but really all that means is just like, that's just something for you to be aware of. And it's an opportunity for you to kind of like another thing to mess with. So, right. um, Let's see, so I won't do that. Uh, so, and with that work is like, with your jokes, what'll happen is like, you're going to say punchlines and then it like, 
sometimes people say punchlines and then they kind of laugh with it. It's like funny. They like make themselves laugh or that's kind of like a part of their humor. Um, Or you just see people who just deliver jokes and then just stand there and wait for people to get it, you know? And that's kind of more of what you're doing, you know, like you're just like, you're really straight ahead um, as far as your delivery goes. And so that's like, yeah, just something to be aware of. That's it. I don't really, you know what I mean? Um, so is that something I should work on and, and try to improve or? Well, I think, you know, what's weird is like, I think it's like a time thing. So it's like delivery is so much of comedy. You know, it's kind of the way you say it uh, is almost more important than what you say sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that would be a place where you can mess with it. I just don't know how far outside of yourself it'll be. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Like some people have like, just if you think like Robin Williams, like the range of what people thought is normal behavior for him, you know, he's like totally one way, but then it can also be like quiet or whatever. And I don't know how far manic you can get and it still feel like you, you know? Right. I'm not sure what, and you may be able to go like totally far and I just don't know it because I haven't seen it. Um, And that may be just something you get to, play with and i would be uh where you're at in your starting out you know be comfortable playing without it you know kind of mess be comfortable messing with everything i guess yeah Um, but i would say like mess with it all but the purpose isn't to like add layers on top of who you are that are like false or you can't really be that person in my mind you're trying to like strip layers away so that you're getting to like what the, what the core is. Right. Um, or you're like creating a character. So you're adding like on the character, you add layers on top of like, you're kind of like on top of the heart of what you want to be. So you can kind of create this full thing that you can always and like drop into. Um, right. So, I mean, those are the two differences, really. It's the, yeah, it's either if it's just you, then it's like, yeah, paring down to get to the heart of you. Uh, or if it's a character creating, then it's, yeah, it's it's a lot more work in that in that direction of the, like, making this thing a full, a full person that people can love or hate. Because um, I think that's what ultimately it all is. It's like... Uh, if you're your most true and honest, half of the people ought to hate you and the other half of people ought to agree, you know, or maybe it's not even that much, but it's like, you have an audience, you know, that's on board and agrees with your voice. And like, those are your people. And then you being comfortable knowing who your people are and not worrying about the other people that, uh, I guess that's just time, you know, that takes your own comfortability continuing to perform so where you get to the point where he's like dude like i know that 30 percent of the room will get me the other people won't but i'm here for the i'm here for my people so right um and that kind of comes with time then that your frugal mom story um it's just too there's not enough there yeah i mean it's kind of a funny idea like i'm doing my homework and my mom turns the lights out um but i just need like more info or like yeah there needs to be like more stories about mom and then i think it needs to be like more endearing if it is i mean because people i think either hate their mom or love their mom um and it sounds like you love your mom so but i don't know you know but i would (laughs) want to go like one way or the other you know like i don't know so yeah so it feels like uh like adam carolla hates his parents you know that what i'm talking about yeah. Or then like Joe Coy loves his mom, you know, it's kind of the difference there. And there's jokes on other side. It's just how you feel. Cause like you want us to see your point of view. So if you love your mom, it's uh, we're always trying to like get in your head, see it through your eyes. So I would just want more stories there. Um, right. I just feel like there's more opportunity to, you know, to tell frugal mom stories. If there's like a lot of them, yeah. So I just, yeah, there's more there for your mom too. I think there's just like a ton of room to tell us, talk about your family and your mom and like yeah. those stories. 
Um, um, but so yeah, so those are your notes. Those are your notes, man. Um, but yeah, so let me then let's see. I'll close this. Let me go back to this one. So intro. So in your intro, was there anything you like of these of the ones you like? You got there. Um, the the bidet one is super topical because of the whole toilet paper thing. So I like yeah. that one. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, you know, um, growing up with Egyptian parents. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about that. We use a bidet instead of toilet paper. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. And then you tell, yeah, and then you kind of explain what does that actually look like, you know? Um, yeah. You can even talk about like, uh, then it's like, what does it look like for friends who come and use your bathroom? You know? I, I just wrote that down. Oh, like, yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then there are all the other like, what was it like for your girlfriend the first time? You know, there's yeah. a lot of like places where there's a lot of surprise for the people who are using your toilet. You know, you throw a party. I don't know. There's so many like, like what the fuck kind of things. So that's, yeah, that's great. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like it's more, the more like info, the more like stuff about your Egyptian life, you know, cause the appearance thing, I think that's fun on the front side of it. And I feel like I do that with my disability. Like I do a bunch of like, kind of like bridge building, I guess, where I'm trying to like let people see where I'm at, my point of view and make sure they're like, Oh, okay. We're, this is where he's at coming from kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it's like a bit of like, same like owning, it's owning the odd or owning the elephant or like owning the, the thing that may make people uncomfortable, you know, whatever that is and then calling it out and then fucking with it. And then, yeah. So, and moving on. So the, cause then there's other things in here. Like I don't see, like, I don't see as being chubby. Like I don't see, um, like you're definitely big, you're, but not like fat. So then like the older women like you, um, that's funny if you have like stories about it kind of thing, you know, if there's like opportunities where like, Oh yeah, I hooked up with this one mom. I don't know, like my yeah. friend's mom or whatever it is. Like those are, that's like, there's where you could get us in there. If there's, if there is something there, um, let me see. So then, okay. Then like in the rest of all this stuff, let's just go down one by one and then I'll ask you about it. So the youngest sibling, um, because I'm the first child. Okay. So yeah, so the, you sleep in your mom's bed. Tell me what is like, are your older parents, older siblings jealous? Is that it kind of? Uh, I don't know if they're jealous. They just used to make fun of me. Okay. For, you know, like I was in the sixth grade and I still slept in my mom's bed. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so she worked the night shift. So went, so she wouldn't even be in the bed, right? No. So it's like you're just sleeping in the most comfortable bed in the house. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like. So then it's like, yeah, tell us about your bedroom, like, because that's what the jo the joke is about sleeping with your mom. It's about the room and the bed, and so right. that's kind of the in, and that's like I didn't, I didn't connect that. So yeah, so that's where you want to tell us. Give us a little bit more of why you're there. I also feel like there's this thing between you and your siblings where it's like you're smarter than them. Um, and they're, but they don't understand that. Like they think they're superior to you. It's kind of like there's like a weird status thing going on where they have like higher status than you, but you're, you're better. <laughs> you're smart. You know what I mean? Like you actually in the relationship you have like, they like subjugated you, but in life in general, you seem like a better person or like I had a, whatever, like smarter or, cause sleeping in your mom's bed, if she's not there, is smart. If you know what I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's all this stuff. And then they're like, they're mocking you for something silly. It's like what they're mocking you for is like, it's not the thing that right. you're getting out of it, you know? So they like don't, they can't grasp like the way you're thinking about things. So that may be a place uh, like to throw it into business or everything, you know, where you can say in general, they've always been like down on me, but like 
I'm like, they just don't see the world from like where I see it. They don't understand how to manipulate the world. They don't understand like how to make money in the world. Maybe like maybe your brother and your sister are more Egyptian than American, like in a way. And I don't know if that's the case, you know, but I feel like guys like a Gary Vaynerchuk or people who like are the immigrant story. It's like, they're more, it's like they have a more of a foot in America than they do in Egypt. But because of their, because of the foot they have in Egypt, the foot in America is like, they see the world so different, you know? So like, maybe that's the opposite for people. If like, maybe people when they first move here, they can't get the second foot, the American foot going, you know? Right. So it's more like we get stuck in where we're at. And so maybe, maybe it's like your parent, your siblings have like an old world lifestyle or mindset and you have like a new, yeah. So anyway, that's where I think there may be room there. Um, so, okay. So then you never asked remember, is that just like you were silenced a lot? Is that this first one? Yeah. So like when I was growing up, I, I, like I still do, but growing up, I had a really deep voice. So okay. I get in trouble. Like I can never whisper. Like even if I whisper, like the voice carries. And oh, yeah. I'd always get in trouble for talking and told to be quiet and stuff like that. Okay. So that goes to, um, yeah, that's like a care. Yeah. I can totally understand that. That's like a, that fits into like a character kind of thing. Um, and it would be like, what does that mean for you now? Like what is the, because you didn't get to talk, when you were a kid, like what now, like why does that matter now? Does that make sense? Um, yeah, well I think that adds to like what you said about my personality, like I'm this big tall guy, but I'm very quiet. Yeah. And I don't yeah. talk a lot and my voice doesn't, you know, pitch up much. I stay very monotone. So yeah, so I guess that would be, yeah. So if you could talk about how Cause that, that would be like, I am who I am today because of the experience, you know, because of how I grew up. So, um, so then you can use that. Yeah. It just goes into like, yeah. How are you then? How are you then like, uh, applying this in your life? Yeah. Or like, yeah. How's it coming either? How does it benefit you or how does it hurt you? Those are kind of the two sides of it, you know? So like disability, there's like benefit curse and I like try and push benefit because I think it's funny right. to talk about like right. why it's good. Yeah. So I think that would be the same similar, like I'm quiet now, but it would, it's led to like self-assuredness or what people consider people think I'm shy or even like a quiet, a big quiet person's more intimidating than like a loud, you know, big person possibly. So right. you have like, yeah, there's a lot of like, even in business, you could talk about how it's, you know, if you just stand, if you're six foot five and you just like stand quietly and stare at someone, it's amazing what you can get them to do. You know, yeah. you know so, I don't know. So it's like, uh, it's like we never get to see your world kind of thing. So then what, it, what does it look like for us? Um, so you didn't fit into the clothes, your tires fitting in the jean, the smaller jeans. So I think the, yeah. The clothes not fitting that can you can connect that to your brother too. That story about like you wearing his clothes, yeah. Um, Because that's like the end of those of the uh, bigger than average fat kid thing. Um, So then let's see, immigrant experience. Um, So with this one, if with like bits that won the early life. Um, with any, any of these, I haven't read through them. Is the one you, you gravitated towards more? It looks like the dad doesn't have a ton. Your mom has more notes. Yeah. The bully looks like he has some more. Yeah. So what's your, is there anything there that you like more than the rest? Um, no. So what I did was I, I was just trying to, get stories down. Cause you said like, it doesn't have to be funny, but just, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. Just get information down. So I just started writing. I was just putting down information that I could think of that. Okay. Applied to me and, and how I, you know, formed into the person I am. Yeah. And I was wondering more of like, a, sometimes 
I know for me, it's like I'll get into one of these, like I'll have the things, and then I'm like, ooh, I really, for some reason, this chunk really just spoke to me. I like came out, so that's what I was looking for. Um, but um, but yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, it's exactly what I want is just to see the stories, you know. So then you know, uh, it's for me, it's encouraging to realize, like, oh my gosh, there's so many, there's so much here in this one little area, you know, like just me and my kids, I can do, if I took the time, I could do an hour, just me and my yeah. kids, you know? So it's kind of one of those, those. Yeah. Um, I, I do like what you said. I, I think the fact that I'm Egyptian is one of the mo- more interesting facts or intriguing facts about me. Yeah. And so the more time we could spend on writing on that, I think the more traction I'll get. The story of your dad being kind of absent is, a. Uh, it's like a, it's like a common American story, but it doesn't feel like a, an immigrant type story. So there may be some other, I don't know. There's something there too. You know, anytime where you, any place where you can talk about loss or like, you know, that kind of an area that might be painful that you've like harnessed. Um, yeah. Those are, yeah. So that might be the, the absent dad thing. Um, yeah, the only thing I've really been able to write that I think has something is um, I put it towards the bottom. I don't know why, but it says my dad was really cool growing up by not being around. And oh, is it my, the very, very end? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it says my mom got remarried to a guy who died of a heart attack. Coward way to break up with my mom. <laughs> that's, like, that's really kind of the only thing I was able to put together from the ass and dad thing. Cause it's always been like something I just block out my whole life, you know? Okay. Well that, I think that's, I think then that, you know what I mean? That's the story is like, is that you, yeah, it's the block kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. And maybe that because of that, there isn't a lot there because it's like, you can't, you maybe could just like, you let us in and tell us you're blocked and that's it. You know, it's like, I can't do much more here. So then the story of your brother beating him up, I think that's just, that's more of a story like we want to hear just because it feels like a, like you get a guy getting what he deserves kind of thing. The son of the old guy beat up at the bar that one night. That's funny. Did you really say that? Yeah. Yeah. One time I, yeah. One time I was meeting some of my brother's uh, coworkers for the first time uh-huh. and, uh, he introduced me. He's like, Oh, you guys are brothers. He's like, yeah, well we got different dads. He's like, Oh wait, that, that old guy that I beat up at the bar, that's his dad. Oh, oh, so he doesn't even have your dad. He's a different. No, we, yeah. We have two different dads. So what happened? Where's his dad in Egypt? No. So my brother is half white, half Egyptian. I'm full Egyptian. So we have the same mom, different dads. Yeah. So, okay. So my mom really knows how to pick them. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, see, so that's, yeah. Cause there's more, I don't know. I guess there's like a lot, there's a lot more in behind your story than I, you like that realized. Cause then it's like, Oh, that's interesting that your, your half brother beat up the, not his dad. I don't know. That's funny to me. That's like yeah. better. That's like, especially same. from the, the brother that always bullies me and picks on me and goes out. And- yeah. Like looking out for you. Yeah. 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 No, it's, a, that's funny. Okay. So I don't know, like if there's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there's maybe more room to tell that story or how you're, how old, much older he is or why, or the family situation, I don't know. Cause it's, it's like one or two things, like a little confusing just cause I imagined he was your same, he had the same dad. Yeah. Um, it's funnier that he doesn't and he beats him up. Um, but it can be like, it could be simple as that. It's like, oh, we had different dads, you know. He still yeah. like beat up my dad. Um, let's see. Dude. Hey, can you give me? I gotta go pee. Can you like hang on for a minute? All right, back. Yeah, fine. All right, cool, man. Sorry about that. Right back. Sorry, bro. That was fast. Yeah, I'm bathroom's right, right there, <laughs> right next door. Do you so ever watch? Is, uh, do you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I have. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's like, I don't know how much of it I've seen. I've seen a bunch of it, but. Yeah, there's an episode where he hires a, a new assistant and um, she's like right by the bathroom. And every time he goes by the bathroom, she makes a comment. I've had, have you ever had that? Like I had a guy, we were on the same P schedule. It's like me and this old guy at this call center. 
Like I yeah. could not pee without peeing next to him. Like we were always, always. I actually put a bit about that in my outline. There's this guy at our office that um, every time he goes to the bathroom, he always drops his pants to his ankle and he's wearing whitey tighties and he's a big dude. He's like 400 pounds. And so whenever I pee next to him, I do the same thing when there's like people watching. I just go straight to their ankles. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh man. That should be, yeah. It's like, that's funny. That's a good little story. I mean, it's basically like, that's the whole story though, you know? Yeah. Like short. Oh, there's this guy. That I'm always, that's like a, a story about how you're uh, always on board. Like, oh, I'm here for people. That's, yeah. that's what that story is. Yeah. Story about you uh -huh. being there for people. I was going through the outline trying to look for stuff that I think, oh, the, um, so right above where it says nat never naturally good, in fact, naturally bad at everything except eating. Okay. So the story right above that is, uh, so growing up, I grew up in a place called Palmdale. It's like pretty ghetto. The okay. only thing out there is a prison. So like all it is is just like ex-convicts and it's super cheap, but it's still LA County. Okay. And so whenever I would throw parties in high school, I would always keep them on the porch because I noticed like when I throw a party, like the next day, like all the bum bums and homeless people, they would pick up all the cigarette butts and like beer cans to like finish and recycle the beers. Yeah. Smoke the rest of the cigarettes. And so it was kind of like the homeless cleanup. And so then we just started having all the parties on the porch. And like at the end of the night, we would just put everything on the porch so the homeless could clean it up. Yeah. But then one night, uh, somebody stole my car. Like after the party was over, somebody stole the car. So like the homeless cleanup must have taken the car because it was out by the porch. Yes. That's like, uh, that's, yeah, that's really good. It's, um, yeah, that's like the way in there. That's a good, that is a good story. That's definitely like prime for a joke. It like reminds me, have you ever seen like the, when the uh, seagulls show up at uh, the Dodger Stadium, or no, 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 the Giants, like the right on the water there. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like yeah. the end of whatever, and it's like a million seagulls showing up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like people like were the homeless people. They weren't invited to the party, but you still like gave them. You know, you still let them know it was going on or whatever. Yeah. There's there's like a different kind of invitation for the homeless yeah. people. Um, Stealing your car. Yeah. So that's like, um, that's like, yeah, they went, that's kind of like the last party was when they stole my car. You know, it was something <laughs> like that where it comes to like, uh, we, we realized we had to stop when my car got stolen, but it was more of like, uh, it's like because the car got stolen, the party shut down, but it's like a, they did it to themselves kind of thing where it's like, we'd have kept throwing these parties, but now I can't go buy beer anymore. Yeah. You know? So now I'm stuck. Yeah. Now I'm homeless. You know, I got to try and find how to get to work. I don't know. So there's, yeah, that's like, I like that. They took it too far. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, uh, it could even be a thing where it's like, you get the car back and the guy's confused, you know, where he's like, Oh, I thought, I thought it was all for the taken, you know, whereas like maybe uh, the car wasn't locked or something. I don't know. Like you left your keys out there or whatever it is where it's like, there's more. The reason why he takes it is uh, it's not theft. It's, you know, he's like grateful for it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know? He thinks it's a gift. Yeah. So um, you're really nice. You're really, really good people. Yeah. <laughs> So he gets a car out of it. Um, and then under that, I have um, for the never naturally good at anything, just good at eating. Um, this is a true story. I went to, I got brought to the state finals for swim, but just as like an extra, you know, like, cause everybody wanted me there for morale or whatever. Okay. And um, I didn't actually swim, but I still set a record. Um, we went to this, this place called original Tommy's. And I set the record for most double chili cheeseburgers instead of setting a record in swim. So that was kind of my, my glory in my swim days. Oh yeah. So the way that that story you tell that one is you tell, it would be about how you like 
you love to swim maybe you like to swim um and then they let you go uh but, but we don't know that they didn't that you weren't allowed to swim you know maybe it's like we don't know that you can't swim till near the end of it so you're like uh i love to swim uh the state finals came up i was so excited they like i'm on the team whatever you know i get to go to state finals and uh then uh they only brought me to see if i could break the record for double chili cheeseburgers yeah or it's like they well no it's like ah it's like the thing is is like i didn't get to swim <laughs> like they didn't like they didn't bring me to swim but uh i was still there for support you know so i did my best and i set a record for you know the most chili cheeseburgers it's like i uh the night before the big meet, like I did my part for the team, you know, by setting this new, yeah, state record for chili cheeseburgers at the restaurant, or whatever, you know, it's like a, what if, and that could be like the best accomplishment of the team, perhaps. Like, I don't know yeah. if the team did well or if they won races or if they sucked or whatever, but uh, you, it sounds like you didn't uh, live or go to school in a place with a lot of athletes, maybe, if it's all ex-cons, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know how closely that all meshes together, but right. it could be, like, I wasn't, yeah. Of the bad swimmers, I was the worst. However, like, of the of the people in my community, I ended up being the best for, for the chili cheese dog record. Um, it's the only thing that still holds up, you know? whatever yeah for for your uh for them or for the childhood i like that um, i was the only one who went home with a trophy yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. trophy and diarrhea so um <laughs> uh yeah well how about is there any other favorites you have in here because i want to read let's see raise my mom she would wrap your gifts she would just wrap her gifts so wait, you were wrapping your Christmas gifts and she was saying they weren't for you? Is that yeah. what that is? She's like, oh no, this is for Jimmy. Like yeah. your cousin Jim. Yeah. And then you'd wrap it and then... Uh, and then wake up on Christmas and open the gifts I wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's not even... Fr that's like a weird... That's not frugal. That's like... Uh, it's like so what is Lazy. It? Yeah, it's lazy. Or it's all, it's like dis, it's like so disconnected from the idea of importance of Christmas, you know, it's like, I think, yeah, because it's more about like, I don't know if Christmas is important in Egypt. Like it sounds like it is because of the type of Christian you guys are. It's like a right. very different type of Christianity than like an American Christianity. Like I, right. it feels like people like, from Middle East culture tend to be like, you're like either, you're whatever your religion is, is more than just a thing you chose to do. Right. Right. It's like you're born into, almost really like people are born into maybe Catholicism here or Mormonism here. It seems very right. similar to like, like uh, an Orthodox type of Christianity. Um, so there's like, there's just an opportunity to like, be a better Christian than all the Christians in America. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like a, we're we're a real Christian community. I don't know. There's some. It's yeah. There's just something there where people won't understand. Well, here's the thing: people are going to assume you're Muslim, or you know, and that's going to be the assumption. Um, and so, being able like being Egyptian and Christian, it's almost like you are. Like you're what Trump, you're what all these racists want. They just don't get it kind of thing, you know? It's like they're trying to keep us out, but they don't understand that like we're Christians. Yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a very, I don't know. It just isn't, it's room to like screw with the stereotype of Middle East because the assumption is right. going to be that you're, you're Muslim. So, or that's, yeah. That's my assumption, and I'm America, you know? So that's how my brain works for everybody. That's how. 
how right. I think. I think. Um, yeah, so I think that's like a, it's a very uh, like not, it's like a what's really important in life isn't presence kind of thing. It's not like uh, what's important, I don't know. Yeah, family, community, us together as if, you know, that's what's important. And so it's like the gifts are like, uh, she, I, I don't know if you do, if there are gifts in Egypt, I guess that would be the other question I have. Like they, she's all, is she only giving you gifts because that's what Americans do at Christmas? I mean, like, I just don't know. So no, it's, it's a usual Christmas where. Yeah. Yeah. So, but everyone in your community in like Egypt would be January 7th. It would all be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's just like, yeah there's an opportunity to teach us more about being Egyptian. You know, it's another place where it's interesting. Um, it's an interesting room. Uh, yeah. I just struggle with like, there's a lot of information there, but I don't know how to make like that kind of stuff funny. Right. Okay. Um, that makes sense. So what I do, cause it's like the true story is like, does she wait? Everything's waits till after Christmas, right? She doesn't do anything until the 26th, Christmas-wise. Right. Kind of. Um, so that's kind of the, I think that's your start, basically. It's like uh, my mom's frugal, she would wait until, like, saying she waits, but saying she would wait till the 26th to get our Christmas tree is, like, very, that's great. You know, because then it's like you're only, it's also this short amount of time that you have to have the Christmas tree. It's like she's, uh, it doesn't matter that everything's like perished or going to be dead or whatever it is, because it's really only 11, 12 days, you know? So, right. so that's kind of, that doesn't, that's like a nice thing. It's like a bonus. Um, but the way that I make things funny or the way that I kind of, where I think you find the funny in those elements. It's always in, uh, it's in the place where there's like either a stereotype to kind of like mess with, um, or there's like a, uh, it's so outside of what people would consider normal that you can then, and my people, I mean like culture and, you know, we won't have any idea what your family's like. So start with the weird details, you know, start with those little, like in, for Joe Coy, I'm thinking like he has the stories about the Vicks vapor rub. Like those are like his mom loved Vicks vapor rub. And so she put it on everything, you know, right. like finding the specific quirks. Um, yeah. So like the gifts, wrapping your gifts, that's like a specific quirk. Um, let me see, but the way that, yeah, I'm trying to like do too many things. I think the way that I write typically is I find whatever that little funny thing is, whatever that little weird, whatever that little bit is. And then I kind of work, I guess I kind of like work in both directions from that one. It's like, what do I need to work backwards on? to have them understand, um, you know, what I'm trying to get at and then what are the implications forward. So like the next thing that I have, the next thing to do really in with all your writing, with all this stuff is, uh, like where you have the story is then try and like either highlight the funny thing, like, or, or like make a another little note on in here in like a different color, maybe that's like, a blue one where it's like, this is where the funny could be. And like, I'll do that too. Like I go through this, I'll read it and be like, this is an area where I think there's an opportunity for funny. Is this what you're going for or not? You know? Um, Cause that's kind of the next, it's like the, the way that it goes or the way that I do this is like your outline, then each outline has the topics and then you kind of fill in the stories and the topics. And then you'll, then from the stories, then you go, the next step is like, what is, what's the funny thing in each story right. that you can then, what are you going to be building on? Um, or like, I, I want to see like in your mind, what you think the funny thing is too. 
because that's that helps me understand your voice as well. Right. Also, I'm surprised a lot of time by that people like what I think the funny thing is uh, isn't what they think the funny thing is, and so having that uh, being able to compare that note uh, makes a big difference. You know. Right. Um. So what I do for these ones, and like I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna put. Like I'm going to go through here and write down what I think the funny chunks could be where the room is and all that. Um, I'm not going to put it on here though, right away. Like I'll put it on probably like later in the week, like I'll do it now or I'll do it in the next couple of days. But I just want to, yeah. Cause I want to see what you think is funny before I tell you what I think is funny. Okay. Um, and then we can like, those are the, cause really that's the, the funny thing then is your premise. You know, the funny thing that like, Oh, it's yeah. It's funny that my mom waits. It's funny. Yeah. So those are all the things. So that's kind of the next step. And then because the, in every story that you're working on and every, well, every joke you're working on, it's like whatever that little funny premise is, that's where the whole thing turns. And right. so like that, that makes kind of all the difference on how you, how you craft the front and the end. So, um, okay. Yeah, but do you have any questions? I know, we got any questions for me about any of this? Or like, what do you, how do you feel about the, today? We didn't get through everything there, so that's the other. Is there any other one of these that you like a lot that you want to talk about? Let me scroll through real quick. Because I'm kind of like, the real, like starting the calls, the real estate call story, it's like, yeah, it's a, not, not great. Um, um. I think there could be a joke here with the, uh, like my mom and my sister had me wear whitey tidies my whole life. I was just reading. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It was never an issue. Uh, I just thought it was normal. And then I showed up to PE in the seventh grade and it's just, uh, like, I don't really know. I get the punchline to be what a terrible color for underwear. Yeah. Just cause they're white and they're dirty or what's the, yeah, they're, they're white and everything shows on it. And, uh, they're just like the most unflattering thing. Yeah. You know, and at that time, like everybody's wearing boxers and briefs and I'm just still wearing whitey tidies. Yeah. And that's like a, so that story, <clears throat> so stories like that are like outsider stories, you know? And that's like what you, what you have and what you can mess with and where, where like there's opportunity for funny are all those places where it's like your, your culture and your family, you know, where you don't line up with everyone else so now you know that's an embarrassment so now i have the tidy whiteies it's kind of like does that you keep wearing them did you get new underwear do you you know what i mean is like do you stop changing do you not all the things too and it's like if you were fat in seventh grade like how fat because that's the other you know it's like not only am i like fat i'm also wearing these un you know, flattering underwear. So yeah. you can paint the picture. So like you have the opportunity to kind of like pile on yourself. Like I'm not from here. I'm overweight. You know, I'm quiet. Right. I'm too big. I have bad underwear. So, <laughs> you know, it's like all of that. Yeah. So um, let's see. So I think, yeah, I like that. Uh, your sister. So your brother like wants you to be an athlete. I think it's funny that the relationship between you and your brother is like, like you had kind of talked about, it's uh, almost, it's not exactly father son, but there's kind of a little, there's a bit of that there. Yeah. Um, so then it could, I don't know, that, that story or this little thing, that makes me think like there's two parts there's the part where it's like parents live through their kids vicariously. So it's like, he's trying to live through you kind of vicariously. He wants you to be an athlete. Um, and then there's the other side where it's like kids emulate parents, you know? So it's kind of like you have, but you're both kids. Right. So it's like, you're both children. So it's like, you're emulating well, that was like the fast and the furious thing. It's like, you're, yeah. when I started thinking more about that after we talked, I was like, dude, it's so funny that it's like, 
you want to be fast and the furious, you know, <laughs> like and that's like your brother is fast. And then this is makes, this is funny to me though. Cause then he wants you to be like football kid, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, you just like, you just, yeah. The disappointment there. I don't know. I just think that there's a little, yeah. <coughs> no, I like, <coughs> sorry. I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, I think, like you said earlier, I, I feel like we're trying to like go through too much at once. Yeah. And so I think intro, I think obviously my ethnicity is probably one of the key things. Ethnicity and size, yeah. I think. So, and I'm just trying to like sift through this so we can get like a more clear outline. Well, so for these ones now, cause I don't know, like I feel like when I asked you, like there are things that are, you like more than other things. So yeah. like, so like what you've got, I would continue, like if more stories come to you, put them in. Um, but then also like now when you're going through it, try and like write down just like in parentheses or whatever, this is the funny thing. So then we know like, so then I can see in your head like, okay. Um, but also it's like sometimes stories are good just for stories. So then you, it's like, I learn who you are, you learn who you are. So then you can add it in other places, you know? Right. So you don't necessarily, yeah. Again, <coughs> I try to encourage people like, don't worry too much about the funny, worry more about content at first. And then we'll, yeah. And then you just kind of, cause now, yeah, it's like, you're just revealing more of yourself in the funny moments. And then it, that just gets easier. Uh, for you as you go you kind of realize like oh this is these are how i come up with stories and then this is you know this is the funny thing and then you're able to begin to kind of see how you craft your jokes um or yeah what's most what makes the most sense to you so yeah man so go through these and that um do that for the next week all the funny what the funny is and then just keep on working on like i like that you've taken you know what we've talked about and turned it into stuff and we're starting to do it so yeah just keep doing that because the more yeah. times that you can get up and try stuff um it's like you just get more comfortable but then you also find things that kind of work for you and it's kind of all of that so um yeah it's a little bit different when you like kind of like what you said you have like a bullet point of what you want to talk about and then you just kind of riff around that bullet point yeah. And you just say things that you wouldn't say if you were just sitting at your desk, you know, talking instead of like being up on stage with people staring at you, like trying to make you funny. Oh, no, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's the you really have to perform. You know what I mean? It's a totally different like your brain isn't is doing something so different than the writing brain. Yeah, the performing. Like brain. the Blucas story, like when I first wrote it down, I was like, okay, this is funny to my friends, but like, I don't know if it's that funny for everybody else. And then I did it on Tuesday and I was like, ah, okay. I got a couple of chuckles. Then when I went to improv mania, that was after I like rewrote it and it yeah. did a lot better. So I was like, okay, like I see, I see what I could do here. Like take a story, it's a personal story and you know, just mend it to something that's relatable to people. Right. Yeah. Well then, okay. So when you find those funny stories too, what you do then is you like, like I said, pick out the funny chunks, whatever right. you think that, whatever the big payoff is for the story, right. you know? And then, then that kind of lets you know, like how much meat is there. Yeah. Right. Especially if like, if that guy ended up in jail afterwards, or even if you make him end up in jail, you know what I mean? <laughs> like really throw him down a hole. Um, that's great. <laughs> like, well, right. the more that ends up being there is, is fun. So, right. yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I'll work on this and, and, uh, and try some stuff out this week. Cool. The other thing too, is like I said, just kind of being aware of being aware of the way you talk, you know, you're, you're slow, you're thoughtful. Um, so just like, I don't know, just know that that's kind of the way you talk. So I don't know what that, just let it be part of you. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just in there. So I know when I get nervous, I tend to go really talk really fast, but I don't feel like it seems like maybe when you get nervous, you almost like slow down another half a beat um just to like make sure you're not gonna say the wrong thing i don't know yeah um but yeah whatever it is you know just keep keep on it so because the more that you yeah that's weird one of my friends said um 
and this is when I was first starting, like back in January, he was like, dude, you're talking way too fast. Oh, okay. And I think a lot of it had to do was I, I wrote out my jokes and I memorized it. And so I was just like spitting them out, you know, and yeah. I'm worried about, oh, I've only got five minutes. I don't want to go over my time. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Like one of the things he was doing, he was like, dude, your jokes would be so much better if you just slowed it down. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good But it point. might be because that he knows me and that's how I normally am is I, I talk slow and methodical. And so he's like, he wants to see the natural me up there. I don't know. No, dude. Well, that's, that is good to know. And that's good. Yeah. I, it's like the first thing we all learn in public speaking anyway, is that you tend to talk way faster. So right. I don't know. I was more like, I was happy to see that you don't have that tendency, Yeah, you know? But so, I felt really comfortable on Thursday. Like when I did my set last Thursday, I felt like that was one of my better, as far as like not doing nervous tics and just like being just, okay, like this is the joke I'm going to do and just like letting it out. I felt Yeah. No, man. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, for sure. You can tell, especially if like you feel it, that's like the fun. Yeah, because when you hit me with the one minute, I was like, holy fuck, that was four minutes already. Yeah, yeah. So, so cool. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's very yeah. good. So. so there you have it, everyone. Thanks so much. I can't believe you made it to the end of the episode. Oh, my God. You're my favorite person in the world. Thanks so much for coming back. That was episode six of In on the Joke. I have another writing session uh, with student number three that I'm currently working on editing and I'll be uploading that here in the next I don't know when. Uh, I thought I was going to get these out every week and then it's eight days, ten days go by way faster uh, than you would think they do. So I will work on getting this out to you again. My name, I'm Ryan Paul Johnson. Uh, my website's my name. It's ryanpauljohnson.com. If you want to get a hold of me, if you want to uh, find out my story you can hear about how i broke my neck and then uh recovered i'm able to walk again they said you won't walk and so now i do um and you can hear my whole story there at my uh my home page if you're interested in getting started in stand-up comedy uh you can get me on my web page or you can hit me on twitter i'm uh at rxpxjx uh that's rxpxjx my initials rpj with x's after them what so again, thanks so much. Uh, I'll be back again. Uh, I didn't go anywhere. I'm just sitting in my house, you know, and uh, editing these as slowly as or as quickly as quickly as possible. Right? I will be back, you guys. Thanks again for coming back. I'm Ryan Paul Johnson, and this has been this is uh, in on the joke. Adiós.